Hello and welcome to the Sparkle Hour, a fucking awesome podcast for fucking awesome people. I'm your co-host, Michelle Lewis, and along with my wonderful cousin, Nicole Lewis-Keeper, we're going to be talking about mindset, money, and all things awesome. So ladies, if you're ready to have a stronger mindset around yourself and your money, this podcast is for you. I see it. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I need to learn hand gestures. Oh my goodness. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you today? I'm so great. So great. Wonderful day. I haven't seen your face in like a really long time. I know. And I got all dressed up for you today. I see that. Thank you. I feel very honored. No, not really. <laughs> well, I put on lipstick, so. Yes, yes. Representing with the lip. <laughs> I'm super excited because um, we have a guest today. Yes, we do. We have a very special guest and someone who I really love personally, uh, Jessica Barnack. Um, so welcome, Jessica. Just say hello. And hello, hello. This is going to be really cool. Hi, Jessica. I'm so excited to meet you. I'm so excited to be here. I love you guys. This is so fun. We love you back. (laughs) So for those of you wonderful listeners, I want to just tell you a little bit about Jessica. And she's actually pretty freaking cool. So there's that right off the bat. Um, Let me just read a little bit from her bio, which says, after 12 years spent as a newborn photographer, and three years as an interior decorator. At the heart of everything, Jessica is an artist in everything she does. She has mastered the technique of being an entrepreneur and a fearless, or she has a fearless approach to life and the paths that present themselves. As the mother of two daughters with cystic fibrosis, Jessica has a unique perspective and visceral understanding that life truly is fleeting and there's no time for fear. Can we get an amen? Amen. Amen. Man, <laughs> that's so awesome. I, I'm excited. I'm really excited to, to chat with you today. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. So fun. Mm-hmm. So Jessica um, and I, we actually know each other. She's someone I love best in, uh, in, in life. And I'm so excited that she agreed to be a guest on our show. And not only is she... Um, a friend, but she's a fan of our podcast too, which is really cool. Yay, friend of the show. Yes, and she is yes. a sister in snark, which I love. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> I think I think we're sisters in snark and um curse words. <laughs> yes. Yay. Ooh, what's your favorite poor, curse word? Poor language. Mine? What's your yeah, your favorite? Um, motherfucker. Oh yes. <laughs> Absolute favorite, but when my kids are around, I have to say, um, um, son of a motherless goat. (laughs) Way to kick shit off. I love this. This is so good. Yes. Yes. See why I love her. And actually, it's so funny. Last week, somebody called me out for cursing on one of my videos, and she said I was going to go nowhere and resonate with no one because I said the word shit. And so I made a reply video, and I started off just by saying shit over and over and over again because, I don't know, it's language. If you're offended by language, you know, take a different train. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Can we be best friends, please? <laughs> <laughs> we might be by the end of this. <laughs> I think so. Oh my God. This is so, this is delicious. All right. Um, so would you go ahead and share with our listeners a little bit more about what you do and how you got to this place in your career, Miss Jessica? Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> well, somebody once told me to start in the middle of the story, not at the beginning of the story. Um, basically, gosh, like, you know, like 10 years ago, life fell apart like it does for so many, right? And I'd hit a wall and decided that what I was going through in my life was no longer working for me. And I'm a huge believer in the universe and how the universe has your back and how when you finally make a decision as to what the hell you want in life, the universe responds. So 10 years ago, I finally made a decision that I wasn't happy and I wanted something different besides my photography business. So literally called my husband one day and said, I'm not happy. I need something else. This is not going to fly for me. We need change. Let's move. And he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? We're not moving. And he's like, we just bought a house six months ago. We are not moving. Like you've lost your mind. And he hung up and I thought, okay, he's just going to appease me, whatever. He calls me back an hour later and he says, you are just not going to believe this. He was, my boss just came in and offered me a transfer. What? The transfer is 10 minutes from where my parents live. He's like, we move. He goes, I said, yes, we move in two weeks. So literally I decided, and within hours, the universe responded. And two weeks later, we packed up. I closed my studio. We moved to a new location, 10 minutes from my in-laws. And we stayed there for five years. And over the next five years, I like rebuilt myself. I sat down at a table and I literally drew out my life. I wrote down, what kind of mother do I want to be? What kind of, you know, wife do I want to be? What kind of business do I want to run? Every piece of my life, I redesigned from the bottom up. And that's where it's landed me today. I landed on interior design, but recently realized that my path through interior design was like a stepping stone to helping other women do that for themselves. It was my trial to see if I could do it for myself and it worked. And now what I do is I help other women do that for themselves and take the control back in their lives and literally sit down and say, what do I want? And now let's go make that happen. Oh Jessica, talk a little bit more about the interior design that you've been doing. You know, one of the things that, um, that I am passionate about as well is creating relationships. And you and I have talked about you creating an intentional relationship and partnership with your space around you, like your home, your office. Um, and one of the yeah. things that, you know, that's in, kind of in alignment with some of the things that you've talked about around, you know, creating a beautiful space for you or a supportive space, I think were your words. Could you talk a little bit more about that and how it's, um, you know, how you help people do that and, and have created that part of your business around that? Yeah. So, Space. Yeah, because there's some mindfulness there. Yeah, so, well, if you've ever come into your house, like a lot of people come home, and you know, a lot of Americans have these giant, huge McMansion houses, right? And there's nothing wrong with them, but when they walk into them, there's an energy about your house, and most people walk into their house, and instead of feeling a sense of relief when they walk into their front door, they feel a sense of urgency, like, oh my gosh, I have to clean that, or I have to organize that, or this is my next project, or this is this, and it's not supporting them in their healing every, at the end of every day. And so what I do is I work with people, and I, I walk through their homes, and I do it on Skype and FaceTime, but I walk through their homes, and I, 
I logistically very carefully sit down and say, well, when you walk in your foyer, what do you want to feel? Like, do you want to feel relief? Do you want to feel invigorated? Do you want to feel calm? And then does your current space make you feel that way? If it doesn't, then there are changes to be made. And so I go through every room systematically with them like that and make sure that that room is designed in a way that supports the feeling that they want when they're in their home. And it's just taking a more mindful approach to the spaces we have in our lives and how they support us. Because most people don't think that they have a relationship with their home. Just like with you, Nicole, most people don't think they have a relationship with their money. Mm -hmm. Right. Most people have relationships with their home. Their home is either draining them or it's lifting them up. And in my experience, 99% of the population lives in a home that drains them. And that's exhausting for me. And I don't want anybody to feel that. So for my clients, I stop. And the very first question I say to them is, what do you want to feel when you're in this room? Like define the emotion. And most of the time it's like, I want to feel calm. I want to feel relaxed. I want to feel like I can just have a beer. And if you look at the space, it's like soccer cleats and skateboards and all this stuff laying around. It's everything but relaxing. Yeah. And it just takes a whole different level of an approach to design. I can't even explain how much I love this. <laughs> this Her face is going crazy. This shit is so good. It's so good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's just taking a step back to really dig deep. And it's just like with anything, you have to start with the emotion of the result before you can get the result. Oh my yeah. God. It's fantastic. It's so much more than color palettes and fabric swatches. It is. It, truthfully, it has nothing to do with any of those things. It really doesn't matter where you shop or what you buy or what colors you use. It's all about what makes you feel calm because you know, like, you know, you ask my teenage daughter what colors make her feel calm, she's going to say hot pink, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, but if you ask me, I'm going to say, you know, pale blue or white or creams. You know, everybody has a different perspective. And so you have to design for the person and the personality that is coming through. And everyone is so different. And that's and what kills me about today's society is that everything is so cookie cutter. Yeah. And I am the farthest thing from a cookie cutter person that you could possibly meet. <laughs> so... When I see all these cookie cutter houses and cookie cutter rooms and cookie cutter people, I just want to punch someone in the, in the throat. Like I just want to be like, <laughs> oh my, yes, 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 yes. right? Yeah, I know. Yes. Like really, it's, just, it's exhausting to me because you can't tell me that every single person loves beige. <laughs> oh. I mean, no. Uh, yeah. I, no. Do, do we know anybody who likes beige? <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. I, uh, Jessica, this is like hitting so many like happy buttons in me. I just, at the very final day of doing uh, a remodel in my brother's house, um, taking it from our, our, our childhood home um, with all of that, you know, lovely shag carpet and popcorn ceiling and clutter mm. and all these just <laughs> block spaces and all just, I mean, so much just gross, you know, and there's a lot of, there has been just like a lot of just bad energy feelings there um, that we have been competing with like the sweet sentimental feelings that we wanted to capture and keep. And 
I, I just love your approach. I wish I had met you before I had started this um, so that I could get like a neat little stamp of approval through each room. But um, I'm, I totally get what you're saying about creating a space and creating the energy in that space that feels supportive. Um, my brother is, is a person with special needs and requires a very calming environment um, to, keep, mm-hmm. to keep things chill, right? And um, like I was really intentional about like opening walls to create like a flow and choosing colors that felt soft and peaceful and got his like thumbs up on it, you know, not just bulldozing through it. But now when you yeah. walk in, it feels so good. Yay. That's awesome. And that's what, that's what every home should be. But unfortunately, most homes are not like that. And most, you know, when you relate it to business, most offices aren't like that. People are going to work in a space that doesn't support their creativity and their, you know, business acumen. It's, it's very draining. Mm-hmm. And so most people hate their jobs. And realistically, they would like their jobs a lot better if they would just address the environment in which they work. Right, right. And, and one of the things that um, I hear you talking about, or maybe you're saying it directly or not, you know, in your videos and Um, in some of the directions you've taken in your business is that really when it comes down to setting an intention in your space, I mean, it comes down to permission, right? And Mm -hmm. a lot of women don't allow themselves to even have that moment to think about what do I want or the permission to have the color or the the space that they want. Um, And, you know, a lot of that comes down to permission and mindfulness. And I, and I see you showing up for, uh, the women that you work with, you know, in, in your various business capacities about show about mm-hmm. information. Yeah. Well, I feel like with business women in particular, they're so focused on saying the right thing and not offending anyone that they forget to ask themselves what they want and what they want to achieve and who they want to reach. They're so focused on copying someone they see as successful that they stop to analyze, well, what, what's going to make me successful and what's my special approach? Because, you know, you can copy someone, but you're never going to be them. The best, the best route for any business person is just to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's that saying? You have to repel people that don't like you in order to make space for the ones who are your tribe. Right. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> So you had, we talked about in your bio a little bit that you've been kind of a serial entrepreneur. Do you want to give us a little bit more detail about your journey? Because you've been on a personal development journey through your businesses, at least that's been in my experience of you. Um, And Mm -hmm. that's why I think that you're finding yourself in a situation perfectly situated to help other women do the same. So do you want to give us a little background on your serial entrepreneurial journey? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I'm like every other woman out there who's had a kid and didn't want to go back to work. So I, I have a degree in marriage therapy, believe it or not. And I always say that my husband will never win a fight because I know so many techniques to shut him down. Awesome. Um, um, so I came out of college and I went to work in the Texas prison system and I was working with schizophrenic pedophiles. That was what I was working with for four years. I worked in this really hard environment. The fuck? And, I know. I was like, I didn't uh-huh. know that. What? <laughs> yep. I worked, I specialized, I worked for a Texas MHMR mm, and wow. I specialized with schizophrenic pe- pedophiles. And if you know anything about Texas, at least back in the nineties, um, their prisons were overcrowded. Mm-hmm. So you would have 
pedophiles who had been given close to a life sentence who were getting out after five, six, seven years. Right. And it was my job to work with them in the prison and then reintegrate them into society. Now, let me just paint a picture for you. I was 22, 95 pounds, and I was not allowed to carry a weapon. So it was not the safest environment. It was not the best emotional environment, but I did it for four years. And then I left that and we, my husband transferred to Delaware oh, thank and God. I was working, I was working in the Delaware foster care system and I was helping kids in foster care. And that's as heartbreaking as working in a prison. Mm-hmm. And I had my daughter, I had Alyssa and she was born and three months went by and I had to go back to work. I made, I lasted what, I think a day and a half at work. Aww. And I called my husband and I said, I, I, I can't, I can't leave her. I'm heartbroken at work. I'm so emotionally tried at work. It's horrible. And I just miss my kid. I'm like, it's not good for me to be at work and it's not good for me to be with my daughter. The best situation is for me to quit. So literally quit my job a day and a half after I went back and stayed home. And of course a year goes by and I'm like, I am so goddamn bored. I need a job. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how these moms do it who sit around all day. Like this sucks. So, so I, um, I remember saying to my husband, I was like, what am I going to do with myself? And he said, well, you're, you're really good at photography. He's like, why don't you just monetize it? And I'm like, why the fuck don't I monetize it? So I, that's what I, that would, that began my entrepreneurial journey. I literally taught myself how to be a business person by monetizing a business that didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And I, YouTube didn't exist in those days. So I read as many that's books right. as I could. I was online. I was talking to other entrepreneurs. I, I educated myself to the max. And after 12 years of that, you know, you learn a lot. You learn how to build a business. I built um, a multiple six figure business in just about five years. And it was amazing and beautiful. But, you know, you learn through your journey that you burn out really fast if you keep going full steam ahead like that. So that's what happened. I just burn out. And then decided to try something else once I had, you know, stopped the fire from the burnout. Mm-hmm. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah, it yeah. does. Right. And you're an artist at heart, obviously. So everything that you seem to have touched so far has some, uh, some component of artistic cr- expression and creativity. And um, so how did you end up with the interior design work? It came about in an interesting way. My, one of my very good friends is an interior decorator. And we had been friends all through my photography journey. And I had watched her do it. And over the years, just by being near her and talking to her, I learned so much. And I was able to translate that into my own house. And what happened was, you know, we moved once the universe answered my prayers and we moved and I shut down my studio. I was decorating my own house and the new friends that I had made, I had made up in Scranton um, started saying, wow, you're really good at this. Can you help me? And it just blossomed from there. And then I, you know, my husband transfers a lot. So it just took the create the creative mind for me to step back and say, okay, I can decorate for other people, but we're going to move again. So how can I take this skill set that I've developed and translate it into something that can go with me when we do transfer? And so that's where the um, design coaching was born helping people via FaceTime and Skype. It was literally creating something out of nothing that I could pick up and take with me somewhere else. So I think I learned it by proxy through a friend. Mm -hmm. And then I put my own spin on it and turned it into a business 
that has led me to still doing that, but also now helping other entrepreneurs put their own spin on their own businesses. Mm -hmm. Love it. So cool. I, I love how you meet a challenge and you, you just grow with it. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I love that. You're like, yeah, I can't go in your house, but I can do this. I just, I love the creative, you know, spirit around it and the ability to meet a challenge and say, yep, this is just, you know, something new I need to figure out. Um, and I know, I know you and I know your story. And, and one of the questions that we asked our guests is, um, Tell us a little bit about your empowerment story. Um, and, you know, you have, there's several layers here to yours um, that I know of, but would you mind sharing a little bit about your empowerment story and how you have worked through the challenges to continue to live a mindful life, be who you are, and, you know, not live in fear? So um, part of my story is that my you know, when, I, when I said 10 years ago, my life fell apart, 10 years ago, both of my daughters were diagnosed with cystic fibrosis within three months of each other. Wow. And cystic fibrosis is by nature terminal. Um, the average life expectancy is about 40 right now. So that happened. And I will say I was not an empowered woman at that time. I was a broken, very, very broken person. But in that journey through CF and kind of finding out, you know, what it meant and what it meant to my children and stopping to analyze who I was, I realized that my children only have 40 years. Just let's say they have 40 years on this earth. I don't have time to waste to be a bad role model for them. I have to be the strongest, most empowered, fearless, amazing woman I can be so that my daughters see that and don't waste any of their precious years floundering after a role model that meets their expectations. And so my goal in life was always just to be this exactly what I wanted my daughters to look up to. I became the person that I thought they should have to emulate because they don't have time to bounce around from role model to role model to role model until they get it right. They've only got 40 years. So they needed somebody right out of the gates that was going to show them how it's done, what it looks like, and how awesome life can be without coming at it from a fearful perspective. So we've never come at life from fear. Like we're, once we decided that, you know, fear was not a thing, we, we are not afraid of our children dying. We're not afraid of losing them. It's all part of the journey. And that's just a piece of the education that we give our children. You know, this is your journey, right? Like this is who you are. You're learning something. You're here to learn something. This is your journey. But, and we are in your journey, but we are not your only journey. So most of it came from my children, and I truly believe that my kids were diagnosed with CF to teach me something, to teach my husband something, and to spin their lives so that they can have the most impact while they're here. Fantastic. And how old are your girls right now? 11 and 14. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. Um, so you they're really had to, kids. well, clearly they have some amazing role models in their lives. So there's that. And how very brave. And I mean, I love how you rise to your challenges. It's really, it's really impressive. Um, Thank you. And, you know, having an artist kind of DNA, um, you find creative ways to meet those challenges um, for sure. And I know that there's so many women out there who would love to 
um, just create a stronger mindset. And it sounds like you've figured some of that out. And I wonder if you could speak a little bit more to that, um, like how you have um, addressed mindset in your own life and maybe some tips that you can share with our listeners. Yeah. Well, you know, mindset is, a, it's like such a buzzword right now, right? Like everybody's talking about mindset, <laughs> but here's the trick. The trick about mindset is to realize that at any point in time, you can choose differently, right? Like you can make a different choice. If you're in the grocery store line and somebody's in front of you and she's being a little bitch and she's bringing out every coupon and you're like, oh my God, stop. <laughs> you can choose differently. Yeah. When your daughter is railing on you because you forgot to iron her uniform, you can stop and choose differently. You can choose not to get upset. So I feel like most of the world thinks that things are happening to them. But what they're not realizing is that things are happening for them there is a lesson in everything. Mm. And that's just, if you come at your life looking at every situation, even the grocery store line, the, the rude neighbor, the ant hill on your front porch, whatever it is, it's a lesson in something for you. That's meant to be a teaching tool. So it's just um, retraining your mind, you know, no matter what situation you're in, just stop and say to say to yourself, what am I supposed to be learning here? Like, what is this? And sometimes it, it pisses you off. You're like, what the fuck am I supposed to be learning here? I don't want to learn anything right now. But, <laughs> but there is a lesson there. So yeah. that's what I try to teach my kids. I, and my kids get so mad at me because I'm always like girls. And then they'll go, we can choose differently, right? Like, <laughs> but that is the best tip I can give you is that no matter where you're at or what you're doing, you can choose differently. You always have a choice. It's just that most people don't want to see the choice because sometimes the choice is hard. It's a hard choice. For sure. And that's, that's tough. So that's my best tip for mindset. And that's how I keep myself centered is I always just say to myself, all right, what's the lesson here? And, you know, if somebody's really being awful to me, because most of the time people get angry or they have a really difficult time because of other people, they allow other people to affect them in such a deep way. You know, I, I always try to step back and just put myself in their shoes and just be like, okay, maybe she's having a really bad day. And I try not to take it personally. And I try to look at, you know, if somebody's really rude to me or a friend or whatever, I always kind of, I'm like, okay, this is just more data about who she is and where she's at on her journey. It has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So would you say like a favorite phrase of yours is you could choose differently or what is the lesson in this? Yeah, I always say, every day, I say, I, I say, you can choose differently. Like if my daughter, like this morning, my daughter was running around the house. She was like a chicken without its head, running around her house looking for her shoes. And she was like freaking out and like having a meltdown. I said, Noelle, you can choose differently right now. And she looked at me and she daggers in her eyes. And I'm like, I'm like, you can choose differently. And she stopped. And she's like, you're right. I can just wear my other shoes. And Boom. she got her other shoes. Boom. Done. So, that, so I say it every day. And it's starting to have an impact on my kids because they're starting to say it to their friends. Mm. So, <laughs> Ooh, nice ripple. So it is. It, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I stole it from, um, I learned it from Gabby Bernstein. Like she has it. It's in one of her books. And I read it and I was like, wow, that really resonated with me. It's, you can, you can choose differently in every single thing. Something in your business isn't working right. We'll choose differently. Look at it from a different perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. And we love ripples up in here. So we, (laughs) 
I love ripples. We love the ripples. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you know me, Jessica. You know that um, amongst many things I'm passionate about, one of them is is money and mindset. Which I'm like you. I'm over the whole mindset thing, but whatever. Um, <laughs> what people get, you know, um, your money journey, your money story, your money relationship, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, how have you shifted your your money your money relationship or healed it in your business? Well, so I come from no money. And so that was a really hard one for me. Like I, I grew up not having any money and it was a really, I mean, I grew up on welfare essentially in a really bad environment. And so it was very hard for me. And I would say I didn't shift my money mindset until maybe a couple of years ago. I really got my shit together and realized that it's just a mindset shift regarding your money. It's understanding that you have to focus on what you want instead of what you don't have. Mm -hmm. um, so with money, you know, I learned that instead of saying, oh, I'm never going to be able to pay these bills or I wish I could pay these bills or my bank account's empty, I wish it was full. I now, instead of saying that, I just visualize my bank account full. Like I skip the lack part. I just mm -hmm. roll right over it. It's not even there anymore. Nice. Um, it's just a tiny little mental switch. And, you know, I mean, I'm not perfect, right? I still have money work to do, I'm sure. But that's the biggest one I can think of is that I stopped focusing on what I don't have as far as money goes. And I start focusing on what it looks like when I do have and what the emotions tied to that are. How do I feel when my bank account is full? How do I feel when my bills are paid with ease? How do I feel when a client pays her invoice on time? Those are the things I focus on now. Feels good, right? Amazing. Had a client pay her invoice this morning. It was great. I had to do a little happy dance. <laughs> so awesome. Um, so, you know, we're called the Sparkle Hour, and I would love to hear from you, Jessica. What does the Sparkle Hour mean to you? And maybe what does it look like when you sparkle some shit out? God, I think, and, and Sparkle to me is light, right? Like, you, we are, you, are, you guys are doing such a great job of spreading the light around and you are bringing laughter and beauty and kindness and curse words and just mm -hmm. real authentic, amazing femininity to the world with your sparkle hours. Fantastic. And you're, you're, you're light workers. You're sharing the light. You're spreading it around like it's pixie dust and it's such a beautiful thing. And so in my life, I do the same thing. I, I, every day, my ultimate goal in my whole life is to whomever I'm with at that moment to light them up in whatever way they need. I try to be light for them because you know, light is great. What, what's that thing about dark and light? You can't have, can't have one without the other. They're, they're, right. Like, mm -hmm. so I'm, I never want to be the darkness for somebody. I always want to be the light in their life. And I, I think I do a pretty good job of that. I mean, there are certainly days where I, I'm definitely not a light worker, but, um, most days I just try to be the light and that's what you guys are. That's what you're doing with this. And it's pretty incredible. And I'm just commend you because it's a beautiful thing to watch. Thank you. I'm tearing up over here. I'm all emotional and shit. Yeah. She's crying now. <laughs> <laughs> they're Friends. thankful. They're thankful tears. They're, they're little, little bits of gratitude falling from mm -hmm. my face. Yeah. <laughs> So is that how you sparkle shit out, Jessica? Is it when you know that you've been the light in someone's day or is there some other way you, you know you sparkled some shit out? <laughs> no, yeah, you know what? I, 
I just, yes, yeah, I can always tell when I sparkle some shit out when somebody is lighter for leaving me. Mm, yeah. When they are feeling, you can tell that you can feel the energy. I mean, if you really stop, I know Nicole, you're into this. Like, you can feel the energy of someone. And when that energy changes after being with me and it changes in a more positive way, I know I have sparkled on them. Like, I have lit them up. And that's, you know, think about it. Imagine if everybody was doing that. Everybody oh. in the whole world was doing that and making that their priority. It would be an amazing world. And I, I just, I never want anybody to say, oh, Jessica, she's so draining. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the world they I want. They can say many, in. many other things. They can tell me I have catastrophic nose makeup, but <laughs> they cannot say that I was draining. What in the hell is catastrophic nose makeup? Is that like so when you're trying to a- cover a zit or something? What's going on there? No. Okay. So um, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I went to Belize and I got a sunburn on my nose. Oh. And... And I came back from Belize and I made a Facebook live video and this woman goes on there and she said, she said, I just can't focus on anything you're saying because of your catastrophic nose makeup. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And it was my sunburn. (laughs) So hateful. (laughs) What a sad human. Sad, sad human. Sad, sad human being. And it it was just so funny to me because that was the very first hate comment I'd ever received, and it was the best one ever. Oh, nice. (laughs) High five on that hate comment. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah. My advice to you, ladies, is just watch out for the catastrophic nose makeup. (laughs) So there's that. (laughs) Oh, my God. What were you doing in Belize? Uh, spring break with my kids and my husband. Yeah, spring break. Woohoo. Yeah, we have this philosophy in our house. We never go to the same place twice. We never, or, or big trips. Like we never travel anywhere twice because our kids have a limited amount of time here. And so we want to take them as many places as we can in the time that they have. So we did, we went to Honduras, Belize, and Cozumel, Mexico. Yeah. Awesome. Shout out to Honduras, land of my people. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, my mom was from Honduras. It's- it's gorgeous there. It's beautiful. It's so um, so it, it's be absolutely beautiful, but also heartbreaking. So yeah, for sure. It's, it's such an oxymoron down there. There's all this heartbreak in this like ridiculously gorgeous setting. It's crazy. Well, you know, I have to say that I have benefited from the um, the sparkle, your sparkle, many times. Whether it was your snarkle, <laughs> snarkle. <laughs> <laughs> I've been the receiver and the benefactor of that on, on many occasions. So thank you for sparkling shit out that way. <laughs> or maybe snarkling. Snarkling. I'm going to put that. I'm going to put that on my business card. I snarkle. I snarkle that shit. That like, really is kind of it. Right? I can do we that. We sparkle. You snarkle. Yeah. Get it, girl. We snarkle together really well too. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, what is next for you? Are there any special projects or any new offerings that you want to talk about? Do you know what? I am, I am in transition right now. So my design business is still rolling. It's still going, but I have my visions are that it's going to close down pretty soon mm-hmm. and I'm going to move into full-time something. I'm not really sure what it's called. I don't like the word coach necessarily, but 
basically, if you break it down, that's kind of what I'm doing for people. I have been helping more and more female entrepreneurs get their shit together and figure out what their message is and what their emotions are and what they want and how they can make that happen. So I'm kind of moving into that direction. Mm -hmm. And it's exciting. So that's what's happening. I don't really have any offerings as much as I have just visions of beautiful assistance for amazing, amazing women. I'm very, very excited about that. I love that. Isn't it exciting? Yeah. See, more, more evolution and more ripple. It is. It's, it's so exciting. And, you know, I received a message this morning from a woman who was like, I mean, I'm, I'm not anybody special right now. Like I'm making these silly little Facebook live videos, but people will message me and they'll be like, gosh, that's exactly what I needed to hear exactly in this moment. And that's the kind of stuff I go, I, I love, you know, like I know I've affected one person and I've changed one person. And that is just, what a feeling, you know, like what a great feeling. Yeah. feeling. Well, where can they find you while you're evolving so they can watch that, that process? Yes. So, I mean, my website's super easy. It's jessicabarnack.com. B-A-R-N-A-K. Super and easy. Just my name. Jessica with a C, not a K or a Q or anything weird. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. No, no. We're not going there. But no, it's, it's Reviving Home on Instagram. Um, and then my, I've just started a new Instagram for this little side venture, whatever this is morphing into. Um, it's just under the name Jessica Barnack, all one word. So I have two Instagrams, but you know, and then I'm on Facebook, and, Jessica Barnack. Yes. And check her Instagram out. She posts pictures of her, um, projects and of her home and they are gorgeous. Jelly. For Thank sure. you. I'm so stoked to check your shit out. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I can't, it's good shit. <laughs> I can't wait to see how your new snarkly coach thing pans <laughs> out too. I know. I what? know. It's morphing. It's morphing. I'm so fortunate. In June, I get to go. I'm going to a master class with Gabby Bernstein. Shut um, up. For three days. Shut the yeah, front door. Training. I know. I'm so excited. June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, I'm training under Gabby for three days. And... I just feel like that's going to be the, the culmination of everything. It's all going to come together. You'll know. You'll know then. Yep, for sure. Yep. I dig it. And that's what my psychic says too, by the way. Just so you know. Ooh. <laughs> well, we love that. So cool. <laughs> awesome. Jessica, it has been such a joy and a treat to talk with you this morning. Thank I you so much. love getting to know you. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. And I hope you keep making these because I love them. They're my great car company entertainment. You guys are amazing. So keep doing what you're doing. Fantastic. Thank you. If, it's good to have a fan on. That's fun. Um, and a friend, someone that I love dearly. Um, and we are going to, we have big plans for the sparkle hour. So stay tuned for sure. Yeah. Oh, I know it will be amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, Jessica. We love you and our listeners are going to love you too. Oh, thanks guys. Have a good one. <laughs> awesome. So no one in doubt. Sparkle that shit out, right? Or, or snarkle it out. Or snarkle that shit out, right, Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> snarkle. I like that word better. I think you should change the name of the show. Snarkle Hour. <laughs> snarkle Hour. <laughs> we'll just do a side project called the Snarkle Hour, and it'll just be us being snarky as shit. <laughs> oh, it could be your, um, your highlight reel. 
More likely our low light reel, but (laughs) (laughs) awesome. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, Please check us out on our website, www.thesparklehour.com. Visit us on our Facebook page. If you have any questions, comments, um, snarky shit, (laughs) snarkly things that you want to say to us, please do um, let us know what you'd like us to talk about in future episodes. And be sure to check out our website for show notes and all the cool shit that Jessica has talked about today. Yes. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Sparkle Hour. To learn more about any of the topics we've discussed today, please visit our website at thesparklehour.com. This is Nicole Lewis-Gieber. We'll see you all in the next show. And remember, when in doubt, sparkle that shit out.